Nelson spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go on the range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, good morning, St. Louis. This is Golfer Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Perley. Good morning, man. What's up? Good morning, Jay. Glad to be here. Glad to get uh, rolling on today's topics. All right. We got Brad Barnes meet here taking care of us at the ESPN studios, and we have formatted the show like a round of golf. And the first segment is called the On the Range segment. It's brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Uh, you got to check Check out Prime Golf. You need to get fitted. You need some new Puma gear. You need new clubs, shoes, anything. Check out Prime Golf. They have everything you need for 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 your game. Um, social media. Okay, so Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing, and Instagram is way out there. Pearlie's in charge of Instagram. Um, I want to thank the Donahue's again, Kathy and Bob. Thanks so much for supporting the show. Guys, 314-805-2132. Call these folks if you need anything done on your home. They are busier than hell. They are nice people, first and foremost. And most importantly, they do great work. So call the Donahue's, 314-805-2132. All right, Pearl. Uh... We got a kind of a cool show. We have got an interview with the U-Man, John Hewlett, who's been working for Casey Radio right across the street, right across the hallway from our studios here for 44 years. He's also been the public address announcer at Bush Stadium for only 37 years. So he's kind of slacked a little bit. But we got a great interview. Got a lot with him. going on from yeah. listening to the interview. He's new to me, but uh, yeah. not well, for you guys. It, we think that he is the longest-standing DJ in the country for for one radio station. How how would you not be? That's just terrific. All right, so a couple things. You know, I'm, I'm trying to pick up some kind of obscure things and things that are kind of interesting. I I picked up this read the other day. Uh, about James Worthy. Remember the, the oh, NBA sure, uh, sure. Hall of Famer James Worthy? He was also sure. uh, played with Michael Jordan down at Carolina, and um, he is a golf junkie now. So golf is kind of golf is kind of sunk its teeth into another uh, Hall of Famer from the hard court, and uh, it's really interesting um, how we talked about how Jordan kind of tried to get him into it, and he just wasn't interested at all. And he said one time. John, they were in Phoenix. He was playing for the Lakers, playing uh, in a series against the Suns, and he was at, I think, the uh, the Biltmore there in yep, Phoenix. Yep, it was a really nice, nice, yep. nice place with a golf course right on, on property. And he said he just went out, and it was, like, so peaceful and so calming. The next day he went out and, and you know, brought a club with him or, or grabbed the club and started hitting some balls and just to try to get his mind off a. Um, the baskets. Well, and, not, uh, not that all really strong athletes can be good golfers, but he seemed to kind of have that demeanor, uh, you know, on the basketball court and smooth and athletic as heck. So that doesn't surprise me that uh, uh, it kind of kind of fit his personality. Yeah. So um, he also talked about how influential Davis Love was while at North Carolina to get MJ to play the game. You know, MJ's a he's hopeless for this game. Loves it. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah. I remember, well, you remember, remember the the, uh, the the ball players would come out of Poly Pavilion when you and I and the other guys would be hitting golf balls in Poly Pavilion Field at UCLA and got a kick out of it because they're coming out there thinking, okay, here's these scrawny guys. Uh, let's let's see if we can hit a couple shots. These great big athletic racehorse-looking basketball players come out, pick it up, and they can't make contact. They can't hit the ball before the ground. And then you would stand up there or pave and stand up there and just wail it down the middle. And it was kind of funny to kind of have those guys have that introduction. They're thinking with all their skills, this shouldn't be that hard. And uh, it's pretty hard when you first start, even if you're athletic as can be. No question about it. Uh, and and it, how odd was it and is it when you see someone that, I mean, I'm you're a tall guy. You know, you're 6'3", I'm 6'5". We're awkward enough swinging. How about when you see somebody that's like 6'10", playing with like our clubs, so they're probably an inch or two short for them, and it's like, this does not I gave end three well. Oakland Raiders lessons back in the day, right out of college. Wasn't one of them Michael Haynes? Michael Haynes, yeah, was what one. a great Bruce Davis guy and he Mike was. Davis. First of all, they are all wonderful guys. I mean, really good guys. Mike Haynes was of that articulate uh, for the golf game, wanting to get into details and stuff, and gave him several lessons. And what a good guy, and absolutely had a really good swing. Super athletic and could could absolutely play. But I can remember. Uh, Bruce Davis, he was a lineman. One of the first times I'm helping him, and I'm helping him with his grip. And I said, you know, Bruce, you got to get your hands around a certain way. And he says, John, he opens the palm of his hands, and of his ten fingers, I want to say six of them, I think is right, had slits from just above the palm of his hands, three-quarters of the way up his fingers. And he said, my fingers get caught in the guy's helmets and twist them around, and they have to untwist them and have surgery and, and set in pins and stuff. A young man... He couldn't really get his hands around the grip properly. And a big man, we're driving down the uh, cart path. I got to tell you this one story. <laughs> you remember PV? It was the, it was oh, the yeah. backside of PV. And I'm driving the cart, and I'm thinking, I can't keep it on the cart path. And they had the big curbs back oh, there. Yeah. I kept hitting the curb. So I get out. Well, he's three and a quarter or 310 or something. The car was just listing aggressively to one side. I couldn't keep it down the middle. Remember the Flintstones when Fred yeah, order, exactly. orders that big, uh, like, big <laughs> slab of ribs or something yep. and the cart tips over? Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that happening. Those uh, The football players are a whole different, yeah. entirely different animal when it comes to trying to play golf. Yeah. Holy smokes. Fun, fun guys, really yeah. good guys. You know, they're just, they're, you know, was, they're the Raiders back in the day, the, the big bad Raiders, and these, these guys were about as nice a you know, gentleman as you could hope for uh, getting to play golf with them. I wanted to give a shout-out to Scotty Scheffler, rookie on tour oh, yeah. this year. Uh, man, he's, he's currently sitting 22nd at the, uh, the, the beginning of the Tour Championship week, and uh, what a year he's had. He's made almost three million bucks. He's uh, won over seventy-five tournaments as a, um, you know, as an amateur and junior golfer. And uh, he told some cool stories when he was a kid down at Royal Oaks, down in Dallas. He would watch Randy Smith teach Justin Leonard, and he'd just sit there and listen and listen. And he said half the time I didn't even know what I was listening to, you know. And he said now he goes out there, and he and Randy are working on stuff, and the kids come over and. Just listen. sit there and listen, and uh, he's got an interesting move. It is it is not traditional. It is not traditional. And did you see his footwork? I was going to say his leg work looks like a cross between like the dancing bear and like someone that might have had a couple too many. 
Unbelievable. You know, they show that a lot. I love when they show the footwork of these uh, younger uh, yep. guys now. Yep. It's so not what we were taught. No. And, and our guys, would, teachers, would look, look looked at us like, you, you can't play golf from there. Weren't you, generally speaking, supposed to keep both feet on the ground most of the time? Well, when we at least taught? one of them at a time on the ground, well planted. <laughs> when you look at um, um, JT, you know, here's 160 pounds of, you know, power going through the ball. And I think at a point... With that driver, there's nothing touching the ground. Once upon a time when uh, the photo was moving into the beginning of the movie camera and there was a bet of whether horses, when they ran, were actually airborne, that they, quote, flew. And so the the first kind of photos into short movies kind of proved that. We're starting to see that with golfers. You never would have believed it in the past that these guys are airborne. Look I know at Pearly that's, dropping that's, a nugget. Pearly dropping a, a little, nugget on that's it. That's a little that's Pearl of wisdom wow, right there. Wow, Pearl. We're going to maybe a new episode. <laughs> a little Pearl. You know, I mean, I try to bring a Scoops little... Scoops Pearls. I try, I try to bring a little bit of class and a little bit of history, and then that that's the result I get. Wow. Well... I mean, we're going to have to make sure his microphone's on well, most then, of the time. Hey, then delete that. that. Delete that if that was too much for this show. Right on. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the uh, On the Range <laughs> segment. No, that's terrific. Um, come back. We've got this interview with John Hewlett uh, on the front nine. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase serial for this residence. 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. That's your daily rate. Apply. Always with limited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra. Light beer. Simple. Missouri. Are you tired of forking out the big money? All those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach, put his experience to work for you. Ed Fogelbach proudly serves the St. Louis City, County, and Metropolitan area and any of their families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America, based in St. Louis, Missouri. I want to thank the tremendous teamwork of Marcone Purchasing Manager Nicole Earl and GE District Manager Karen Lindquist, who ensure that Marcone Appliance Parts has your GE parts 
for your home. Thank you so much. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing. Their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance, and other hard-to-figure-out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust when you need him the most. You can also reach him at GrantMillerSmith.com. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me, and we are headed to the front nine, which is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. Um, we got shut out this year in 2020, but the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic will be held second week of September in 2021. And I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring the show for the second year. Um, 636-926-9622 is the number. Um, if you want to join, get your family to a place that's absolutely a blast they offer golf tennis swimming fitness you got to look into whitmore country club there's 90 holes of golf that you have access to the whitmore membership 36 at the facility out in st charles and then you have access to the missouri bluffs the links of dardine and the golf club of wentzville cart fees are already included in there there's no assessments no food minimums beverage minimums nothing They've got a 24-hour fitness center. They have two huge pool complexes, three tennis courts if you don't want to play golf. And, folks, one of the things that they're doing a great job at Whitmore is social distancing and opening their outdoor patios and their restaurants and things like that. They are doing a phenomenal job. The food is terrific. Um, you got to stop by the golf shop and say hi to Bummer. Bummer and I are putting together, we're going to have an announcement coming really soon. We're trying to put together a nice little event this fall, and uh, it's going to be fun. We might uh, try to enjoy another celebrity or two, so it could be really fun. When is um, this going to happen? I want to start seeing some details, some advertising, Just, some specifics. I know, I know. So does everybody else. This is What's this called, Pearly? This it's called, is called the, the forever tease. <laughs> it's the perpetual tease. But... Um, uh, yeah, so you got to stop uh, by Bummer, and they do a great job out there with golf league, skins, games, members, events, couples, tournaments, just um, just a, a great spot. You can visit them at WhitmoreGolf.com, W-H-I-T-M-O-O-R-G-O-L-F.com. All right, 
Let's go to the John Hewlett interview. 44 years, a DJ at Casey 95, right across the hallway from us. 37 years as a PA uh, announcer at uh, at Bush Stadium. And besides that, just one quality human being. Okay, so here's John Hewlett. I'm John Hewlett. Good to be with you today at the nation's biggest birthday party. I'm on the air from 10 to 2 here at KC95, and I also do news and sports. John Hewlett is brought to you by Golden Tee. We've known each other for a long time. We have so much in common. We both love the game of golf. We were both dad, daughters, and man, what a phenomenal <laughs> career that you've had in the radio with Casey. Yeah, I've, I've been lucky. I, I, you know, I knew back in 1976 when I first got the job because initially I wasn't that interested in the job because I wanted to be a um, baseball play-by-play announcer, you know, so music radio was kind of, you know, just a way to get my foot in the broadcasting door. And I was, I was at KUZK when they first signed on in 1974. I was part of their first full-time air staff. And then I went to KIRL 1460 for a short period of time. And then I was in Jeff city and these were all music radio jobs. And, and uh, so, you know, I was kind of so, so on them. And uh, then I got a call from Casey and I was out of town in Jeff city and I thought, ah, I don't know if I want to do it. Plus it had the drug image and all that kind of stuff, even though I liked some of the music, you know? Um, so I turned it down twice, supposedly. And finally Ron Stevens, who was the guy who, who wanted to hire me, said, uh, you've got to take this job. You're an idiot if you don't. And I'm glad I did because not long after being there at Casey, I realized this was a special radio station, you know, it was a special thing going on here. So, yep, 44 and a half years later, I'm still there. Oh, John, I think back at 16 years old when you started at KZ, uh, KEZK at 16 years old, how uh, what that experience must have been like. You must have been walking into those studios going, man, is this pretty cool. <laughs> It was. I couldn't believe it was happening to me, to be honest with you, because I was still at Broadcast Center. And uh, the fellow who was putting KZK Radio on the air, the program director, was uh, teaching there on the side until they got the station up. And he offered me a weekend slot. And I thought, oh, my gosh, well, of course I'll take that. And at the last minute, he said, uh, hey, we need somebody to do 7 to midnight, Monday through Saturday. I know you're a senior in high school. Can you do it? And I had to get permission from my parents, and I had to get the – the school's permission at DuBerg High School. They uh, they wrote a letter to the principal of the school and asking to per- my, their permission if I could do it. And everybody signed off. Next thing I do, I was doing seven to midnight Monday through Saturday on a on a full blown regular you know one hundred thousand watt FM radio station. I, John, it's just crazy too because I grew up in North County. I have three older sisters, and Casey was on all the time. And I can remember. Guys like Mama Mason and and the U Man and and all of your uh, oh my gosh you could go Favaz I think or, and and there were just there's all these names that have stuck with me they've almost been part of like the the, the lexicon of radio for me. Well, you know that's that's I, I attribute that to Casey uh, because as I said it, it was a, a special radio station and and anybody who got on it and was helping to unveil this this new music genre, you know, uh, FM rock radio uh, was, uh, you know, especially if you used your real name, like I did out of the box, um, you, you were just going to be, um, you know, uh, appreciated. 
and and they knew they were going to know your name. And it just so happened that I got in, at, uh, not at the ground floor, because by the time I got there, Casey was nine years old, but I got it there, got there at a real prime time. And, and we all just grew with the art form that was growing at the same time. Uh, um, a generation of people like yourself and myself that was, that were also, you know, uh, growing and learning and, and, and getting into the music. And uh, we've all grown together. You know, we've all, it's, it's all happened it's like a like the, the baby boom bubble kind of all just kind of grew together with the music, the DJs, the radio station, and our lives, you know, our, our family lives, everything. Well, you and, and I want to talk about family later because I know how important that is to both of us. But you said you wanted to be a play-by-play guy, but you don't exactly have that gig. But you've got a, another fantastic gig with the Cardinals that you've only been doing for 37 years. I know. I can't. Um, what happened on that was this was back in 1981 I guess yeah no 82 82 and for whatever reason the person who was doing our news and sports in the morning Joel Myers I don't know if that name rings a bell oh for sure yeah he he left uh, the morning show and he didn't want to do news and sports anymore so we were only doing one news and sports cast Mark Close was doing the show at the time I said, heck, I'll do that because I can get a, a press pass to the Cardinals, to the Blues, to the football Cardinals. And so I, I was doing 10 to, 10 to 3 at the time. I said, I'll, I'll get up early in the morning and do that one sports cast. So I got my press passes. I went to the games in the 82 when the Cardinals were really good. They go to the World Series. The radio station, since the Cardinals hadn't been in the World Series in, well, since 68, said, hey, we'll send you to wherever the Cardinals go. So I traveled on airplanes with Stan Musial and and Jack Buck and, and uh, the, the whole Cardinal entourage and the media. And I just got to know some people in the organization. And when Joe Myers quit after the 82 season, they asked me if I wanted to do it. Now, if I wouldn't have volunteered and stepped up that, that one time when somebody said, Hey, we need somebody to do a sports and newscast at Casey, I would never have been in line to get the job. So it was just complete luck, you know, uh, but anyway, and another, reason, another reason I did it is because like you said, I had that drive to be in sports. So that seemed like a, a, a nice little stepping stone for me, you know. Yeah, but what a phenomenal way to kind of parlay both of them. And now you also have this little thing called Professor You Man on the Cardinals Kids channel, which is really <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that kind of happened well, you know, and and I just know some people want to give it a shot. And I said, oh, well, I'm not an actor, but I can <laughs> – I'll try to be, uh, the, you know, the liaison between the bits that Fred Bird's doing and uh, the commercials that run and, and uh, you know, do some, some uh, um, ad-libbing, I guess, if you will, in between. And all of a sudden they said, hey, uh, we want to develop this character. Do you think you can pull off P.U., Professor U-Man? And I said, well, I'll give it a try. And, uh, <clears throat> and it's worked out. I, I've always had a little bit of ham in me anyway, so it kind of, it kind of, scratched an itch you know and uh yeah we've been doing it now for about 15 years and uh jim veeman is the guy who who writes edits uh tapes it with, the, with you know shoots it with the camera um does everything it's amazing what that guy's able to do and he's he's the one that's made this whole thing happen oh gosh so i am visiting with john uh Hewlett here um gosh long time <clears throat> radio disc jockey with Casey. FM and with uh, 37 years with the Cardinals as the public address announcer, uh, you man, one of the things I thought was so 
interesting when I was doing some prep and stuff for this was um, some of the people, not only in rock, but also in sport, you have got this unbelievable crossover that some people would die for. Who are some of the <laughs> neatest people yeah. that you've got to hang out with, talk with, uh, whether it's sports, whether it's music, or what, whatever it's anything? Yeah, and they're both my loves, you know, uh, sports and music. And, and, and it just worked out that I was able to, to fall in line and, and make a, a living at, at both of them. And, you know, I mean, there, there were opportunities to, you know, do other things possibly along the way, but I felt like I was right where I needed to be because, 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 because of my love for both sports and, and music. And, um, you know, I just decided I was going to hang on and, and do it for as long as I could. And I keep looking over my shoulder, keep waiting for somebody to tap me on that shoulder and say, Hey, uh, it's somebody else's turn, but so far, Oh, so good. You, man, in 2010, you were inducted into St. Louis Radio Hall of Fame among many, many honors. But how about receiving World Series rings from the organization? That's a pretty classy move by the Cardinals. No surprise, really, is it? No, yeah, you're dead right about that. Um, yeah, that was that was a big thrill. And uh, I got I got two of them. Um, because uh, the first World Series I did for them uh, as a PA announcer was 85, and you know how that one turned out. Uh, then 87, you know how that turned out. So then 2004, and that didn't work out very well, even though they had a really, really good team that year. So it was 2006 and 2011 are the two that I got that are winners. So I got rings from both. But I have three daughters, you know, and the third daughter's like, come on. <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's get a third I love one. love it. I have, I'm lucky that the Cardinals are also kind to give me a national league championship series rings when those happen. But, but that world series ring is what she wants. You know, my youngest Sophia, so oh. she keeps, she keeps saying, uh, don't you give that job up until you get that third ring. Yeah, dad, she's, uh, she's kicking you out and sending you to the office, man. Keep on going. Um, that is just fantastic. <laughs> so you man, let's talk a little bit about the way you grew up. Um, I think we kind of, uh, you were more in the city. I was up, up in North County, but talk to the folks a little bit about the, the background that you have, because the stuff that I read, you're so appreciative of what your parents and grandparents did for you. And, and you saw some pretty, pretty difficult stuff in the city where you grew up, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Uh, my brother and I, um, yeah, they, uh, you know, uh, Everything, I guess that we, almost everything that we could have seen and experienced back then, we we did, and uh, that includes everything from, you know, violence, uh, robbery. I saw uh, people shot and killed, uh, to uh, the Catholic Church, and uh, you know the the um, uh, sexual abuse thing. It was that happened right in the heart of our parish down there. Uh, to, to, to some of the boys, uh, I don't want to get too too specific about that, but um, yeah, it was not a good situation, not a good scene. But you know, we, we didn't know any better, and uh, you know, my parents and my grandparents were doing the best they could. And that's you know, my grandfather came from uh, Lebanon and emigrated to the United States in um, 1918, the year of the pandemic, and um, settled there and, and bought that uh, two-family flat and. Uh, you know, my mother was raised there and my brother and I were both raised there. So, um, you know, it was just, uh, it was home. It was home. And, and even though they, and we all knew that there were, you know, 
difficult things going on back then, uh, we, we just persevered and, you know, we just, they, they told us that, uh, you know, keep working hard, whatever you do and, you know, better things will happen. And I can remember thinking everybody who lived West of Grand Avenue was rich, man. And that's, that's what I wanted to get. I wanted to get West of Grand Avenue. And so, <laughs> it's so, true, so uh, it? you know, we, we, we survived it and, uh, yeah, but it was, it was difficult and, you know, it, it, uh, your environment makes you who you are, you know, and we, we learned a lot about, uh, you know, being a close knit family and loving each other and then, uh, um, you know, working hard and, and striving for what you want, not, not let any thing get in the way. And until you, you reach your goals, you know, not, not everybody's lucky enough to do that. And I realize that, but, uh, it worked for us. You know, my brother's electrician, been electrician for 40 some odd years. You know, he's done well with his life. So. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, You man, to know that it's, uh, it's pretty cool to know and to learn how you can count on people that way. Right. And then, cause you're a dad, you have three daughters, I have four daughters. It's and they mean everything to us. And it's so important as the dad of daughters to have that strong, kind of safe male influence. And, and I know we th- we're we very like-minded on a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah. You know, being a, a daughter of dads, I mean, you know, it's amazing too. I remember before I even had my children, I had a vision that that's exactly what was going to happen for me, that I was going to be a father of, of daughters. And I'll be darned if it didn't work out that way. And I felt like I was prepared for it because I it was something that I, that I thought would, that I'd be good at, you know. And I know most, most, a lot of guys, you know, would love to have sons and sure it would have been great to have a son too, but not at one second was I ever disappointed that I was the father of daughters. It was like, it was like it was meant to be, you know, and I felt like I was being given, uh, what, um, I guess you could say God, uh, figured that I'd be, I'd be able to handle, you know, and I just, uh, we, we all love each other so much. I love them. I miss them. You know, you know how that goes. Well, yeah, you you raise them to be strong and independent, and then they actually turn out that way, and you're like, aren't you guys coming back? <laughs> you're like, Dad, we're, know, we're the, good, you know? The empty we're... nest syndrome for me is it's been the toughest thing, one of the toughest things I've ever had to deal with in my life, even going back to when, uh, you know, we were kids and we grew up in that environment, you know? I, I think that environment, John, is so uh, interesting nowadays because we still have a lot of racial strife. We still have got a lot of issues. There's... Gosh, yeah. so much social media, so much media in general. And there's, you know, everybody's got a platform, you know, and everybody can call you whatever they want to call you and, you know, hide behind a Twitter handle or something like that. And right. it's just, yeah. is a, it's, it's a, it's a, such a more complicated time. But when I look back to the simpleness of the life that we had as kids and the fact that, that somehow my parents taught us that everything was going to be okay. Same with you work yeah. hard you know, keep your head down, work hard, be respectful, you know, and, and things are going to work right. out. Okay. And you know, that's, I had no idea how fortunate I was to have that kind of ingrained in me. And I know, I think, I think that's what you're, what you're kind of discussing as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, and I've stopped many times along the way and thought to myself, wow, what if I, if I wouldn't have come from, from the people that I came from, how would I be handling some of the things that I've run into in, in my life over, over all these years? You know, I can't imagine somebody who doesn't have that type of support because they, where do they get their answers from? You know, how, how do they, how do they solve issues that come along if they had never had anybody ever guiding them 
uh, you know, in a, in a very uh, fundamental way in how to handle issues and things in your life, you know, like, uh, and I know there's a lot of people out there who, you know, have struggled in that regard. And then you also hear the stories of people who had nothing like that and they turn into very successful people too. So, you know, there's no, I guess there's no formula. All right. That's going to wrap up the first half of the U-Man interview and it's going to end the front nine, but don't go anywhere. We're going to finish up that interview on the back nine. This is golf with Jay Delson. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Rest of the daily apply. Always be prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. AD Michelob Ultra like this in Lewis, Missouri. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314-781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs. If you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. Okay, so you and your family are looking to join a country club. Well, I need to recommend to you Whitmore Country Club. They've got 90 holes of golf in the membership out there. You have access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. My friend Bummer in the golf shop is a phenomenal guy. You've got to go out and check him out. He and the staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events, Available all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, and they have a huge fitness center. There's three tennis courts if you're not into golf, a gigantic pool for you and your family to use. Year-round social calendar is spectacular. There's holiday parties, picnics, date nights, always have live music, and much, much more. If you're looking for a family-friendly, safe place to hang out, you got to check out Whitmore Country Club. Call them at 636-926-9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Vogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. i got Pearly with me, and we are headed to the Back Nine uh, this Sunday morning. And it is brought to you by the Vogelbach Agency with Farmers Um Anything you need insurance-wise, anything uh, at all, you've got to call Ed Fogelbach and his team. He's got some, uh, gosh, he's a great dude. He's got nine children, and I think a couple of those work at the agency with him. So uh, call Ed at the Fogelbach agency. We are going to go to the conclusion of the John Hewlett interview right now.
Number seven, first baseman, Matt Holliday. John Hewlett is brought to you by Golden Tee. Tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about your love for the game. I know you love the game. I know you're a sportsman in general. Yeah, I didn't start playing until I was about 25 years old. And uh, I don't know where I ended up getting my first set of clubs. But I played with them for about two and a half, three years before I found out they were ladies' clubs. <laughs> and the, the, the bumblebee ingrained on the back of the iron should have been a clue, I guess. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> fantastic, man. I uh, gosh, I'm trying to think, you man, because I I should know what iron that is because of the way I grew up here around all those clubs. Maybe I'll come up with it by the end of the show. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, what you know how it is, you know, once you, once you get hooked, and I was always into sports, you know, playing softball. I loved playing softball. Played on. Four, four teams uh, every summer, uh, almost every night of the week, tournaments on the weekends. And then uh, all of a sudden I got turned on to golf and, and um, I, just, I just immediately fell in love with it. It, 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 it uh, scratches the itch that I have to uh, a couple, a few of them. One is I can be a real loner sometimes, all right? And I, I really enjoy a lot of times just getting on the golf course by myself, playing and just my thoughts and my play-by-play of what I'm doing, and I, I can have one hell of a time for about four hours, three and a half, four hours. I always walk. I carry my bag. I walk, I walk 18 holes to this very day because that's part of my workout, and, and I love the exercise that comes with it as well. And, uh, and then, of course, I, I love going out with my buddies and playing as well and, and all. But it's just uh, that. And, you know, there's a, there's a thing about me too, and, and it's, I guess it's kind of based, set in my career how I, you know, I'm just going to show up every damn day, man. And I'm going to try as hard as I can every day. And that's what golf teaches me too, that this is a hard game and you're going to get your butt kicked. <laughs> Most of the times you're out there, but you can't give up. I don't care if you have two nines in the last three holes, you finish this round and you give it the best you can till it's over. Because who knows on that back nine, you might shoot 39 or 40 or whatever, you know? So you know, it's it, it's about perseverance. You know, and that's that's one of the things that I that I uh, really respect about people people who have perseverance. And uh, you know, uh, uh, the turtle is one of my favorite animals. You know, it's just slow and steady, dude. Slow and steady. <laughs> and that's uh, <laughs> the, the game kind of kind of falls in that line for me too. Just you know, I, and I'm relaxed when I'm playing golf. I'm not thinking about anything else. You know, you know, you man, you're the first guy that I've had on the show to talk about the solitude of golf. It's one of the things that I love about it, too, where it's, you know, it's pretty much look yourself in the mirror and take responsibility, man. You're, you know, yeah. for, for what I did, I was my number, you know, for today I was 74. Yesterday I was 68. Tomorrow I might be 80. I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's one of those things, you yeah. know, and um, I, I loved, uh, I think it really taught me personal responsibility. And I loved the fact that as a kid, I could just grab my clubs. We grew up on a little, I grew up on a little Muni course up in North St. Louis and just walk and hit and not have anybody tell me, you know, oh, you know, you, you, we can't play anymore because we don't have enough kids. We can't, you know, it, it, it's really interesting. Yeah. And then the camaraderie and, piece that you talked about is just yeah. wonderful. 
Yeah, yeah, the camaraderie, uh, you know, the business, you know, how many, how much, how many business deals have gone well because of the game of golf. And another thing I like too is learning about uh, the grasses and the agronomy, and there's science involved in it, you know. And I'm, I'm far from being a scientist, that's for sure. But I love learning, uh, you know, the, the different aspects of, of why they made the course go this way, why it's designed that way, you know, uh, the textures of the different sands, uh, just all kinds of different things that go into the game of golf that I love talking about, too, with, with people. And, and if somebody who's not into golf, you know, like my, my, unfortunately, none of my daughters really ever had much interest in the game. My wife doesn't play. And they'll hear me talking on the phone to a buddy about some of this stuff. And they'll just look at me and go, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you, know, you are so, so off the, the, uh, the mainstream with it. Sometimes I get so into it, you know, talking about the different players and their skills and their tendencies and things like that. It's just, to me, it's just a hoot. Oh, and it really is. You man, did you, did you get to go out to the PGA championship at Bell Reef, uh, you know, about a year yeah. and a half ago or so? Yeah. It was yeah. just absolutely spectacular. And we both love the city and, but, but, you man, have you ever seen? I mean, especially for golf, and we've been part of baseball uh, parades and celebrations. But what the way uh, St. Louis showed up for that PGA Championship was just remarkable. Yeah, and to have Tiger Woods say what he said, I mean, I, I thought that was that that I got chills down my spine when I heard him say what he said about the St. Louis crowd. You know, because we'd never had a chance to see him up to that point too. Every time he came here prior to that, there was an issue. You know, it was 9-11. He was supposed to play here. and That got canceled. He drove his car from St. Louis to his home in Florida uh, by himself because there were no airplane flights after that. And then uh, when he was supposed to be here again, uh, I don't remember the year, but uh, he had, had to have knee surgery and he had to pull out of the tournament. So yeah, we've never seen him up until that point. Yeah. And, man, St. Louis just came out, A, because it was the PJ Championship and the 100th year of it, you know, and all the great players that had come along with it. But also that they'd never had Tiger Woods play in our town before. I, I just thought that was so cool. If he'd have just pulled off that victory, my God, that would have been so awesome. That his comeback, first comeback win would have been right here in St. Louis at Bell Reeve. We'd have been on the, all over the golf channel about that for decades. Uh, and you, man, it was almost like he did win. Everybody forgets that Kepka won. But, uh, you know, for me yeah. and watching yeah. what you know, what Tiger did on Sunday is he was kind of reclaiming the tours. Like, Hey boys, I'm back. I'm feeling better. Yeah. And you're going to have to deal with me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's the, the, the biggest positive to come out of that. As far as he goes, as his connection with St. Louis goes is this was the place he showed everybody that he was back. Yeah. Yeah. It was just fantastic. Well, you man, I really appreciate the time. I wanted to ask you one other thing with all the different, rock legends and all the different you know sports people you've hung around with was there any meeting or any conversation that you had that that sticks out to you because i can remember when i first got to meet stan mutual it was like and and i felt the same way with arnold palmer i felt like i was amongst royalty and i'll never forget those mm -hmm. experiences and i just wanted to know if you had anything like that boy uh as far as rock artists go um well, I'll tell you what I had one happen here not too long ago. And he, he's, he's not a, a heavier rock artist. Uh, you know, Casey's more, more heavy classic rock. Here's one that kind of happened recently uh, with uh, Kenny Loggins. Um, he wrote the song House of Pooh Corner. And he also wrote a song called Forever. And they're, they're both very uh, touching songs. And my, my daughter Olivia and I were trying to decide what song we were going to dance to at her wedding. And so I said to her, you know what? 
I'm going to be interviewing Kenny Loggins here in a, in a matter of a week or so. How about we let him decide which of those two songs we dance to? And sure enough, I put the question to him and he said, uh, hey, House of Pooh Corner is the one to go with because uh, Forever is uh, about losing someone, actually. I mean, it sounds like it's something about you would love somebody forever, but it's actually about losing someone. So House of Pooh Corner would be the choice. And that's the one we danced to. And it came from the artist himself uh, with, the, you know, with that advice. Oh, uh, you man, how, uh, I've, I'm a grandfather now. Mackenzie just had a little girl, of course. We do little girls around here. I've got a granddaughter, Louise. She was born <laughs> on March 4th. But um, how about the walk down the aisle? And what was the hardest part for you of the, for your, for your oh. first wedding? Well, you know, I'm crying. Of course. Uh, for, uh, for both of them, you know. Uh, <laughs> two, two of my three have been married, uh, gotten married. And uh, Olivia did turn to me at some point because she was concerned about how the pictures were going to look. She said, Dad, you got to smile, man. You, you can't keep crying like this. And that kind of cracked me up. And so I started laughing and, uh, and it, it got better from there. But, yeah, you know, uh, I can barely talk about it, to be honest with you. It's, um, it's very emotional because you love them so much. And, uh, you know, you know, this is a big, big step in their lives, just like it was for you in your life. And uh, they, um, they got to go on. They got to do it. They got to do it without you. Uh, well, not totally without you, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was very emotional for me. It was very, it, it was. And, uh, there are a lot of bad pictures of me coming down the aisle for both of them. You know? <laughs> I, I've got those too. We just deleted those. Um, and John, um, I think when we were talking earlier, you had a kind of an interesting story happen with Alice Cooper, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, I was uh, playing. He was looking to play golf. He plays golf every day, I think it is. And he says that uh, it was golf that rescued him from from alcoholism and, 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 and drug drug addiction, maybe. I thought, maybe just alcoholism. But anyway, uh, he came to town. He wanted to play golf, and uh, he got hold of somebody through the radio station. And myself and my friend Mark Emo met him uh, somewhere, picked him up, and, and drove him out to Quail Creek Golf Course in South County. And Alice, Alice is a pretty decent player. You know, I would say he probably shot like 78 that day. As a matter of fact, it was 78. I got the scorecard. So afterwards, he had to get a, back down to Pizza's Records to do a, a show on top of the, uh, the record store there on Hampton and uh, Chippewa. We were running late, and so he jumped in my car, and we're heading up Tesson Ferry towards 270, and the traffic backs up. So I decided I'm going to take a side route, and I made a right turn off of uh, there on maybe uh, Kennerly or something like that. And sure enough, some guy pulls out of Deerberg's parking lot and slams into the car and busts the, the front uh, axle, and we weren't going anywhere. And Axel, and um, so Alice Cooper is in my car uh, going, <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to miss this show. So I called Emo, and we had to go into the Walgreens to, to pay phone to, to call Emo. And then while we were in there, we got a soda and some Cheetos, and we sat on the curb waiting for Mark Emo to come and pick us up and uh, took Alice Cooper down to the show. But, yeah, the, I still have this mental picture of Alice Cooper's head in the roof of my car right at impact of that accident. <laughs> and you, man, we have Alice Cooper, we have Cheetos, and we have soda. I mean, and we also have golf. I mean, we, we've got all the major uh, groups covered here. Yeah. Until this day, every once in a while, one of our listeners will run into him somewhere and they'll ask him about that. They'll go, yeah, yeah, he's tired of hearing about it. Oh, I you bet. Know? You know what's interesting about Alice Cooper, John? When I've met him and talked to him, uh, he is a highly intelligent guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very normal, you know. 
he he carved out this image of himself being uh, you know uh, crazy and uh, you know out of control. But that's just the show, and that's just the persona of Alice Cooper, the real guy, Vincent Fournier, which is his real name. He's as normal a dude as you'll find. Vincent Fournier is Alice Cooper. Oh, man, remember when School's Out, when he first released School's Out, I'm like, oh, man, School's Out, let's go play golf. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny how we tie different songs into our past like that, but, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, you man, last thing, one of the things that I just love so much about music is it can transport us back into a certain time where this song mm-hmm. can can mean this to us. You talked about your daughter's weddings and how special those moments are. And, and you know, I just mentioned the School's Out song. There's things like that about music, that that, that form of art that is so special, man. I just love it. Absolutely. I mean, today I'll hear songs and I'll get emotional because it takes me back to those, those times in my life when certain things were going on or certain people who were in my life at that time. And uh, yeah, and it's just getting stronger and stronger the older I get, the connection to my past that that music uh, you know, represents. Well, John, <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today. And um, gosh, I, I, I love it. I really appreciate the time. Oh, thank you for having me, Jay, and uh, congratulations on your great career and all you're doing, uh, your broadcasting and everything. And that's, you're, you, you've got pretty much the same thing I got going here. You got your love of sports, and now you got broadcasting as well. And you're doing great. You do a good job, man. Thank you. And that's going to wrap up the U Man interview. Don't go away. John and I are in, in the Michelob 19th hole, the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. We'll be breaking down that. Uh, John Hewlett interview, really cool stuff. And I want to tell you a little something about Harold Varner III as well. So uh, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. Extraordinary effort deserves recognition. The management team at Marcone would like to say thank you to our over 500 employees and their families. Your dedication and commitment to our success has been so steadfast that we are experiencing another incredible year. At a time when many businesses are struggling, your performance has exceeded expectations. Every idea shared and every opportunity seized by you has led us to new heights. So, thank you. Marcone is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of General Electric Compliance Parts in North America. I'd like to thank Marcone Operations Director Jim Wolfington and his team of 10 regional distribution managers for a flawless record of shipping millions of next-day critical appliance parts every year. Thank you, Jim, and your team. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs, from top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet, as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at ProAmGolfUSA.com. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Pearlie is sitting here with me. we got Brad Barnes Meat. He's taking care of us here in the studio. And we're going to the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. Grab a cold one and join us here. Uh, Pearlie, John Ulett. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. you got to talk more about him. Like I said, he's, he's new to me. I, the things that caught my eye with him... Uh, as much as anything, was kind of your expression behind. He's kind of a magnet to people and opportunities. And and much like Michael Collins, who you interviewed uh, a week or so ago, uh, he's willing to just kind of jump in if something feels like it might be okay, might not be, but might be interesting, let's say. They jump in and do it. Not a lot of people do that, and it's paid off for both of those guys and certainly did for, uh, as you call him, the U-Man. Yep. Let me ask you this. I'd love to take credit for giving the U-Man his uh, nickname and moniker, but it's been around forever. But 44 years of doing anything and still being able to stay, look, there's you can call what you want. It's competition, man. And staying relevant and also staying sharp and also delivering a product. And here he is. But how, how, how... the, he's got this Several gift. products, by the way. I, I, that's Several what I was gigs say. going yeah, at the same with the, time. With the radio, and then he's got the Cardinals. And he brings this coolness to the room that's really hard to put your finger on. He's relaxed. He's smart. He's one of these guys that uh, just, man, he just, he just has something about him that makes you want to go hang out with him mm. or listen to him. When he tells a story, you're like, yeah. Some yeah. of those guys, uh, they're the least impressed with with themselves of, of all the rest of us can get impressed with. They kind of go, that's so cool. Look what you've done. And he's kind of like, well, yeah, yeah, It's it's been he's, – he's loving what he's done, and he feels very fortunate, which a lot of them talk about as well, the guys that are successful. So uh, it, it's interesting. John, Quite it's the, the humility. Path. It's yeah. humility. That's a great catch because that is what – when I think of him, I think of – how how are people how are certain people able to stay humble yet really committed and confident? 
You know, because in our society now, we think you got to be run over with this yeah. confidence, which we both know is fake confidence, where you got a guy like John Hewlett, who's just a, a kind person, first and foremost, smart, and just... Well, there's, very, a, there's a formula probably, for, or at least parts of it, for the longevity. You know, all the in-your-face and up and down and, yep. you know, dazzle, razzle, dazzle yep. stuff uh, lasts a, a weekend. Yep. And uh, you need a little bit more than that when you're going for 44 years. Yep. Terrific. Okay, i got to mention this Harold Varner story. So with all the social unrest, and we're not getting into that on, on our show, we all, uh, you we know, all know about it. Yeah. We, we can't even hide from it. It's been, if, if we wanted to, it's, it's all over the place. So Harold is a, uh, an African-American guy, been on tour for well, six or eight years now, and uh, really had some nice success. He really has had some nice success. He's from North Carolina, and they talked to him in this interview and stuff that I read about just what's going on and wanting, you know, he's all, and he said in the interview, I'm almost required because I'm a man of color to, to you know, tell you what I think. And you know what he said? Um, I'm all about personal responsibility. I'm all about accountability. I'm all about my parents sacrificed for me for many things. But what they did best for me was help me understand how to handle myself in situations before I was thrown into them. You know, when he talks about using his manners and, and, and talks about really the, 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 one of the things that we, you and I learned at our earliest age about the golden rule. He talks about treating people well. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. He mentioned. And I'll tell you what. Those responses in this culture are extremely um, brave, extremely honest, because he didn't tow the line. He, he, to, he, towed, he did he his towed, line. He towed no line. Yep. And that's what I love about, you know, we are really about trying to stay authentic on this show. We have some screwball points of view. I know I sure do. You got a nugget yes, every now and, now, and, now and again, but but the the fact is it, it's true to how we see it, and you know you don't have to agree with us. You mm-hmm. might laugh at us, you might not. You might turn the thing off. But what he did was stay, you know, just stay real, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, come on, we need to listen to each other. It's real basic stuff. When they were, you know, I I keep feeling like they prod people now and prod them to look to see if they're going to say something crazy, ridiculous, uh, uh, you know, that's that's going to be wild enough to be newsworthy for more than a day, right? And all the stuff he said was just wonderful. Yeah. It was it was it was just Oh, it uh, was him. It's what he believes yeah. and to me, whether I agree with it or not, in this case, I happen to. You got to respect that. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> nobody, nobody really listens to one another much anymore. It's kind of like you you turn on the TV and there's these panels that are screaming yeah. at one another and yeah. talking over each other. Anyway, well, that's going to do it for another show. I want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue again. Three one four eight zero five. 2132. That's the number for Donahue Painting and Refinishing. Call them. They do great stuff safely around your house. Um, Pearly, thanks. Thank you, Jay. This is fun. Meet, thanks for taking care of us. And uh, don't give Pearly any of your sniper balls. Just you got them. it. You got it. Uh, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world.
In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.